Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Come and join us on our journey as we travel through the book of Ephesians, the letter of Ephesians, I should say. Colin, you have just translated the New Testament and there's a very special reason why you've done this, isn't there? Yes, so that people will have a greater understanding of the word. I've sought to bring out the meaning of the text, not just a slavishly translated word, word by word, but without getting so far away from the Greek text as you know, you wonder where it's coming from. Now, we're working our way through Ephesians. We've reached chapter 2, and uh, you're going to pick it up from there. But you made the point yesterday that the path we travel, it's exactly the same path that Jesus traveled, empowered by the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's right. And in order to walk along that path, we have to acknowledge what God has not only done for us in Jesus, but what he has made us to be because we belong to him. And this next section is the most wonderful revelation of who we are now that we are in Christ, now that we belong to Christ, now that we're made one with him. So chapter 2 begins, What you are now is in direct contrast to what you used to be. Once you were spiritually dead because your lives were full of sin and disobedience to God's word. That is how you used to live when you lived according to the world's standards. Because you were subject to God's enemy, belonged to his negative kingdom of darkness, and were controlled by the spirit who still works in the disobedient. Now, That's what we used to be. But if you're born again, and if you are therefore incorporated into Christ by God the Father, you belong to him and made one with Jesus, you are not who you used to be. You see, what we have to understand is that a Christian is not an improved version of who he used to be, but that person he used to be has died with Christ. And now he is a brand new creation. And this is the revelation that is going to unfold. So Paul begins to give this revelation by saying, once you were spiritually dead, because your lives were full of sin and disobedience to God's word, but not now, because now you see you are alive. You're alive with Christ. So you don't walk in sin anymore. And you don't walk in disobedience anymore. Now, it doesn't mean there won't be times when you sin and disobey God, but you don't do that deliberately and intentionally because your purpose is to please him and to glorify him. So Paul says that's how you used to live when you lived according to the world standards. So now that you're in Christ, you don't live according to the world standards. You live according to the standards of God's kingdom. Then you are subjects to subject to God's enemy and belong to his negative kingdom of darkness. But now you see you are subject to Jesus Christ. He is your Lord. He is your master. He is your savior. He is the head of the body to which you belong. And so you belong to his positive kingdom of light, not the negative dominion or kingdom of darkness. 
You used to be controlled by the Spirit, who inspires disobedience. But not now. Now you have the Holy Spirit living in you, and He inspires you to obey the Lord. Now, the interesting thing is a very interesting phrase that Paul uses here. You see, he says that this spirit of darkness, this alien spirit, still works in the disobedient. Now, what does that mean? It means that if you find a Christian who is living in continual disobedience, he is not being led and motivated by the Holy Spirit, but still by this Spirit that inspires disobedience. Now, no way is that a clever thing. No way is that what God intends. And it's only as people repent of their disobedience that they are set free completely from the influence of that spirit of disobedience and they come into a place of obedience to God. Some people might be wondering, therefore, Colin, how is it possible to be a Christian and just be inspired by the Holy Spirit, but at the same time be inspired by the enemy? Well, it's not, it's, not a, it's, it's not quite like that. I'm not saying that these negative spirits live in the person. The Holy Spirit lives in you. But you see, if you don't walk in obedience, if you don't walk by faith in God's word, these other spirits can um, oppress, can influence. Uh, you place yourself Paul says when he's writing to Romans, you really place yourself under whatever you believe, whatever you serve. You become dull then. Well, you see, what he says is if you serve sin, you will become in bondage to sin. Mm. If you serve the spirit of disobedience, you will become disobedient, or you are disobedient because you're serving the spirit of disobedience. Now, if you are a Christian and you have Christ's spirit living in you. There's no way that you've got any cause to do that or any excuse to do that, nor do you have to do that. That actually God has given you his spirit to enable you to walk in obedience. But even though we have the spirit of God living in us, he does not control us in the sense that he makes us do what he wants. He never impinges on our free will. So, you know, you can either choose to love or not to love to obey or not to obey, to believe or not to believe. And it all depends who, you know, who you're serving according to the decision you make. You see in Peter, for example, at Caesarea Philippi, one moment he's the mouthpiece of the Father in heaven when he says that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. A few minutes later, after Jesus has prophesied about the cross and the cost of following him, Peter takes Jesus aside and says, not so, Lord. And, and, and he therefore disagrees with what Jesus says. And Jesus looks him straight in the eye and says, get behind me, Satan. You see, he's now disobeying. He's now disbelieving what Jesus said. So he is now the mouthpiece of disobedience, of unbelief, of Satan. Even though he belongs to the Lord, loves the Lord, serves the Lord, just temporarily, just momentarily, he is not serving the Lord. He's disagreeing with the Lord. He's going against the word. He's disobeying Jesus. He's not believing what Jesus just said. It's quite shocking, isn't it? Well, it, it helps to keep us aware of the fact that 
just because we're born again and receive the Spirit does not mean that we are automatically going to fulfill God's purpose, doesn't mean that we will automatically obey him and do what he wants. Uh, every day of our lives, we have to do what Jesus said, to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. That self-life, that desire to please self is always there. And that's what we have to deny because you can't please the Lord and please self. You've got to decide, well now, who am I here to please? And this is why our students in our Bible college love this word obedience because they know that when we're obeying the Lord, we have the right focus. Our focus is on him, it's on pleasing him, it's on doing his will, and actually, that's what bring fulfillment, brings fulfillment into our lives. The devil is a liar and he's a deceiver. And he wants people to believe that in doing what they want, they're going to find fulfillment. But actually what, as Christians, we discover, it's only in doing what Jesus wants. It's only by obedience to him that we find true fulfillment. So then Paul goes on to say, in verse 3, all of us at one time shared in that ungodly lifestyle, longing to satisfy our flesh, ourselves. We all sought to gratify our fleshly desires, and sin filled much of our thinking. Just like everybody else, we were subject of God's, subjects of God's anger because of our sinful disposition. Now that's who you were, but it's not who you are as a Christian. So Paul says, despite all this, because of his great love for us, God, who is so rich in mercy, and because he loves us so much, actually brought us to life with Christ, even when we were spiritually dead because of our sins. What a wonderful work of his grace to save us out of the death and darkness of sin and out of the hands of the evil one we once served. So the old has gone and the new has come. We are no longer those who are in bondage to the enemy. We are no longer those uh, who are spiritually dead because we live a life of sin. We are no longer living in the death and darkness of sin. Now God's grace is at work within us to enable us to live lives that please the Lord that, that we are able to fulfill his word, his commands, his desires, because we have this, this tremendous power that we were talking about yesterday, this power of God, this power of Christ, this power of the Holy Spirit within us that enables us to draw upon all the grace we need to do the will of God in our lives. And all this is because out of his great love for us, God, who is so rich in mercy, he didn't deal with us as we deserve. He took us out of that life of sin, out of that life of futility, and he made us one with his son Christ. And as we continue to go through uh, this chapter, we are going to see how we can live this new life, how, how the Holy Spirit working in us and through us enables us to live in such a way that we will glorify God in our lives. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 